Shut your mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of the franchise, a.k.a. the People's Champ. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family. Introduce him first up. He is the human encyclopedia of wrestling. The flawless phenomenon. Joe knows everything, a.k.a. Chef Joe, Joey V, bro. How you What's up, doing? Nick Fury? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. And across the way, as always, he is the Karma Cody, the light scan Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One, Two, Three, Pin it ass down, K. Breezy, a.k.a. the resident Isaac Hayes, Mr. Oh, K- Tuco, so Kimber, how you doing? Man, I'm good, man. What's good with y'all, man? You know? Man, we good, we good. So, we're going to get right into it, man. So, today was, as I said, man, the NXT In Your House Review Show. First thing is first. <coughs> man, guys. I like the I like the show. I like the set. You know, I like how they brought back. You know, the Ico Pro commercials. I like I like everything about the show. But you know, I'm gonna go to you, flawless, because before we even get started, you know, I know you have some grievances. So before we talk about the matches, can you tell us what you didn't like? Oh, the show. When we yes. get to the matches, I'll let you know. We are. I thought, right, I thought just gonna spoil it right now. We gotta wait till the matches. We gotta build this shit up. All right, well, oh, he, 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 he said build this shit. <laughs> That's how we get in the 199 to the nickel. <laughs> All right, man. We'll, we'll, we'll look, man. Let's, hey. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know what to say anymore, man. <laughs> you know, 12 years of knowing this dude, and I, I just don't know what to say anymore. You, you know, I thought I had a rebuttal, but I don't. 10 years, man. It's been like, more like 13. I said twelve. I said twelve. Oh yeah, yeah, twelve, twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about right. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, with that being said, we got the first match of the night. We have the six women's tag team match between Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, the Blazing Baddie, the HBIC, Mia Yim, the Poison Pixie, Candice LeRae, Cap Coda, Dakota Kai, and of course we got Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I guess I'll start this one off, man. Honestly. I felt like this match actually displayed a lot of Gonzalez uh, more than anything. I felt like this really kind of showed what she could do a little bit. It really showcased her strength. Definitely gave me Knife Wonder of the World China vibes with her outfit tonight. To me, honestly, I would say the match was very well-paced. It was very fluid. Um, I actually enjoyed this match. It was a lot better than I anticipated. Uh, Knox ended up getting the pinfall on Dakota Kai via Chinese Wizard. Uh, flawless Joey V, man. I'm going to go with you. Uh, what did you think of this match? Uh, you hit it right. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say that it really shined on Raquel Gonzalez. Like, like it felt like they made a point to get a uh, point to get her, you know, over to make her seem like that dominant figure. I mean, she was powerful in this match picking, you know, especially when Tegan Knox went to go for that Hurricane Rana and Gonzalez just lifted her up and power bombed. I mean, she just showcased her power every way in this match, and in a way, you haven't seen that from her yet on NXT television, and it's funny because, like, I was thinking, like, okay, I thought they were going to showcase two girls in this match, I thought, and and it was going to be on the heel side, it was going to be Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae, because of the way they've been portraying them, but I'll tell you this, man, the person that stole the spotlight from all of them is Tegan Knox. Tegan mm-hmm. Knox, I think, will be NXT Women's Champion sooner than later. I think, man, she's a hell of a girl. She's got the sweetest shininess, shiniest wizard. 
that you see nobody really kicks out of. And she's going to be a player. And I love me some Tegan Knox, but I think she stole the show from everybody in that six-man match. But in the six-women's match, but I think Raquel Gonzalez was, like, not far behind. Like, you, you saw the potential, but Tegan Knox just took it from everybody. Too what's your thought? Yeah, I I think um you know even though the 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 main point of this rivalry was Yim versus Larray, but I think having not having Yim be the main focus uh was was what made the match a little better because you know she's she's Miss Bocce and you know you can only watch her have a match for so long, but everyone else is so good. We already know what like you said with Knox and, and Dakota uh. We already know what they can do. We, we've seen them have, you know, a classic match. So, you know, I trust them. Gonzalez wasn't sure of her. Uh, Blackheart, I've seen some stuff from her. I like her. She's a little wild, but I like it. She, that, that, that fits her character. But like you guys said, Gonzalez definitely got the shine. Um, it, it, it definitely had a great pace to it. Uh, and, yeah, I, I liked it. It was a good opener. I liked it. It was, it was better than I definitely thought it would be. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the general consistency across the board. I thought we all thought it, it, it'd be okay at best, but honestly, man, it was it was really good. And I and I think all the women, even Mia Yim, you know, uh, and this ain't a knock on Mia, but I think all the women really look good in this match. But like you guys said, you know, Tegan Knox definitely stole this one. But you could tell they're really trying to focus on um, what is her name, Raquel Gonzalez as well. All right, guys. Next up, we got the Prince Ben Ballard. The Archer Infamy, Damian Priest. Uh, guys, man, I'm going to say this, man. To me, Priest, he came out ultra aggressive. You actually, we actually seen. Uh, actually, I was going to say Balor actually came out ultra aggressive with that uh that double drop kick, <laughs> <laughs> that front drop kick he gave right before the bell. As soon as the bell actually started uh rain. Well, and, and, and that's the funny thing too, because like Balor came out, drop kick, boom, and he got his ass mollywhopped for a good minute. Yeah. Priest, I, but Priest, on the other hand, I will say this because I, I know one of one of our uh, in the last podcast we did one of our our biggest you know talking pieces on Priest was it's like yeah he's good but eh, like eh, like has has he hit his ceiling? I would say man in this match I actually seen a lot in Priest. I actually have been uh, reassured that he will definitely be a major player going down the line. Probably don't have another form just yet, and that's fine. But I can definitely see him holding the title right now. He definitely held his own against Van Balor. Uh, took a nasty bump off the ring ropes, man, when he landed when, when he landed on those steel steps, man. He, and he's a big dude, and he landed kind of funny on him. I'm going to go to you, Kate Breezy, man. Van Balor, Damian Priest, what did you think of the match? Uh, I thought it was a very aggressive match. Um, I, You know, Priest got to show his ability that, you know, he's not he, – he, I feel like I let me put okay let me put it this way he broke through the ceiling that was set for him you know coming in you know since he's been there whatever ceiling they had for him you know as a young kid coming in he broke through it tonight because he showed he can go out there and have a great match with the top guy he can he can give you a good match and you know he could possibly you know one day compete for the, one of the uh championships so he definitely showed up and showed out that bump he took I mean, man, he, I mean, right, right on the edge. And, and you, you know, it was, it didn't look right. Nothing, not, it didn't look right at all. It didn't look right in, in regular speed. It, didn't, it definitely didn't look right in slow motion, but it definitely was a hard hit. And, you know, uh, Ballard, you know, being the, 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 the bad guy he is, 
you know, he took advantage and he came out with the victory. But it, it, it was a very uh, smash mouth type of a match. And I like that. And, you know, I, I want to see more of Priest. But I was upset that he didn't win. I, I thought he should have got this victory. Uh, but, you know, it's Finn Balor. Uh, well, it's let me tell you something first. The pre-match, like, promos that they were showing the video package, man, we've been saying this. If they, only they would have let Finn Balor talk like that on the main roster. Because his promos, yeah. oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> like, I mean, this is the prince. I mean, this is what you've been trying to, you know, waiting to see since he got the NXT, the main roster. This is what you saw in, New Jap- in Japan. You see the prince. Uh, the match was very aggressive. I think Priest has very great athleticism for a big guy he is. He can go, but you're right, right, man. That bump that he took on the steel steps, like it felt like it was like his like lower back that hit it first, you know, like boom, mm-hmm. and then went. But man, when he like hit it, you heard that that thud. Um, right. But I mean. Man, like Balor's just on a different level ever since he came back as the prince, and it's like, dude, like, I don't know what to say. Like, he's just like, like it's like a different Finn Balor, like more aggressive. Like, I love it, but it's like, man, he's tough to beat, man. And like, I think like he's at the point where he's doing, you know, like, uh, I I heard a wrestler say, you know, Finn Balor already made his money in wrestling. He's just using, he's just showing his craft or whatever. And I think that's true, man. Balor, you know, just, I'm going to show you, you know, I wasn't like this used on the main roster. I'm going to show you why I'm worth all this stuff in NXT and worth to this company. And, yeah. man, I mean... <laughs> Man, if they bring him ever bring him back up to the main roster, I don't know if they would or not, or if he would want to go. But man, you better let him be like this. I, I don't think he wants to go. The fact that he he was so willing and and, and seemed so much happier being on NXT, I can't see him wanting to go back anytime soon. I mean, let's let's be honest. He's universal champion. Now, he may want to go back to actually be the WWE championship. I mean, for me, winning universal championship don't really mean much. It's, it's like the World Heavyweight Championship back in 2002 and 2000. Yeah, it was – it it that had a little bit more significance because we all really knew it was the WCW Heavyweight Championship. But <clears throat> once they kind of got rid of it and then tried to recreate, you know, another championship, it just doesn't really have the same type of – desire to and so maybe i think maybe he'll go back for an actual wwe championship you know uh, opportunity if it's not for that i don't i don't see no other reason why he would go back uh to the main roster he might as well just stay on nxt okay well speaking of fan Balor, uh guys <laughs> i i, I kind of got a question because you know when, when he first uh re-debuted you know this this new persona in wwe anyway uh nxt he was presented as a heel. Uh, today, he well, I want to say ever since the whole Imperium angle, do we see Balor is a heel, a face, or one of those in between guys like a Stone Cold Steve Austin type where he's not really a heel or a face, he's just kind of a badass? I think he's just a badass, like he's he just doesn't care. Yeah, yeah he's just badass, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you can be, you can be liking him. I mean, you respect him because he's Finn Balor. You know how talented he is. So 
for this instance, because of who Damian Priest is, you're, you're cheering more for Balor. But in the split of a second, you know Balor could do something to make you boo him and, and all in the same uh, minute. So, you know, it, that's, that's that good in-betweener, but he's he's respect. it's that respected in-betweener. It's like, you know, with, uh, with uh, Jericho. You know, Jericho's a huge heel, but it doesn't matter if he's heel or he's faced. He's always going to get that respect. So that's what Balor is. Okay. True, true, true. All right, well, guys, speaking of respect, let's talk about a guy who's been giving this man his 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 fiance a lack of respect. And that is, man, Johnny G, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano versus the NXT champion, K Breezy, your boy, Mr. Bask in his glory, the limitless that's one. NXT, that's NXT North American champion. Bask in his NXT, glory. NXT North American champion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, from top to bottom, man, I mean, what can you say? Uh, Lee came out, obviously, man, making a statement with the trunks, the Black Lives Matter trunks. Johnny Gargano, he came out doing his thing, representing for the land. Uh, to me, man, this match was very hard-hitting, very hard-hitting, up-tempo match. Uh, obviously, I think probably the moment the moment of the match was when Gargano got pounced through the glass by Keith Lee. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with you, man. K. Breezy, what did you think of this match? Did it live up to the hype? Did it live up to your expectations? And did it go as you anticipated? Well, <clears throat> to start off, I like that how, you know, Johnny made sure that the temperature in the house was set, right? Uh, when he locked the door, you know, you don't just want anybody just walking into your house. So, you know, I, I, it's good to know, you know, he, he made sure everything was secure. Because, uh, I, you know, <laughs> it's in your house. Why not? Uh, but... <laughs> And did you notice he's the only one that came through the door? Yeah, the but, but honestly, his that, that little storyline of them having sitting down, having dinner, and and doing a little, you know, the the, the promos they were doing that actually made sense. So it actually fit. So it, it actually made it even better uh, for him doing it because the way he kind of cut that little last part of his promo, he basically finished doing it and then got up from the table and walked out. So I, you know, that was that was a good segue into it. I and I think that's what made me like it even more. Uh, <laughs> but overall, as far as the match, uh, it wasn't so much as just hard hitting, but I think it was more of a psychological uh, psychological uh, match because Gargano knew he can't just go up against uh, Keith Lee. So, you know, he had to use the fact that his eye was hurt. He had to use the fact that his, he smashed his hand. You know, he had to use tricks, you know, so it, it was him being elusive and, and trying to just take an advantage of Keith Lee. Uh, even to the point where it got to Candice LeRae comes out, but of course me and him right behind her, uh, and it almost worked. I mean, he get, he grabbed the house key, you know, after he locked the door, you know, he made sure he found it, and, and you know, he he scraped it in his eye again. So he tried little tricks, and you know, it, it just didn't work. And Keith Lee, you know, he's basking in the glory tonight. Uh, I thought the match was very hard hitting. Uh, I thought they did have a few sloppy spots. That, like, I saw and I was like, come on, man. Like, especially when Gargano, like, went to dive through the middle rope to Keith Lee when he was yeah. in the ring. And, I mean, it, and he yeah, like, it was it was just bad. A uh, few spots like that. Um, But, I mean, overall, it was not bad, especially when Johnny went to roll up Keith Lee, you know, when Keith Lee tried to get him with a, a Death Valley driver slam and the way Keith Lee rolled over. I mean, they did have a few botchy spots, but overall, it was hard hitting. Johnny did everything in the book, pulled out every pretty much every trick in the book to try to get this victory. Yeah, he did. It didn't. Will I think they do a rematch? Possibly. Um, 
but I don't know. But I mean, Keith Lee's been on a tear since his since he won the North American Championship. I mean, it was it was a decent match. It was not bad. It was hard hitting. I mean, especially when he pounced them through the plexiglass, which I was like, okay, plexiglass man. Hmm, was the plexiglass loose or was it solid? You know, but I mean, uh, so it was a hard hit and not bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't. I I, I kind of didn't like it because <clears throat> when he came across, it's like with with Cole. Okay, it was it it looked a little better, even though you you saw when he jumped, but he was running down the ring. You know, he was running down to the ring. So you know, the timing of him running down and 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 when it happened, fit. But when Gargano did it, it was like you it, you obviously saw him jump up. Which you know, I I preferred it if if Gargano had stepped on the step, you know, when he when he got out the ring and he went to walk over, if he had kind of almost looked like he was going to try to do a move off the stairs, and then you know Lee would have caught him mm. prior to it. That I think that yeah. would have made it look even more because now you you know you don't see Gargano just jump into you know jump up just for Lee to do it. It looks more organic that way. Uh, you know, or he could have just kind of caught him in the air and then threw him through it. You know, he could have either way. You could have did one of those two things. But um, I, I did. I, I did notice that and the arm. You know, when Gargano jumped through the rope, I agree. Yeah, because I I saw that instantly. Like, oh, he missed him. He, his timing yeah. was off. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And and, and I would say that the thing I like probably better about Cole's pounce is because Cole actually flew over people in the and crowd. he and he was running so, down yeah. so it. it, it, it Flowed better when he did it. Like it, even though you saw it, but it just it meshed well better than when he did it with Gargano. Right, right, right. All right, guys. Next up, we got you know what WWE. They've been doing. They've been doing a lot of cinematic matches lately. I wish they would have taken this approach back when we had Matt Hardy. But hey, that's neither here nor there. We got the Velveteen Dream versus the NXT Champion, Mister Undisputed. Adam Cole, baby. And let me tell you, man, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of, once again, kind of with the fight pit. I was unsure what to expect in this match environmentally, right? I thought it was going to be a regular parking lot brawl. But they added a little bit of scenery to it, man. I liked it a lot. I like how they had Dream. He came out in the Lambo. They had Cole come out in the truck, you know, decked out. And, you know, we had a couple surprises throughout the whole thing. The one thing I will say. I've been I've been bitching about it. I've been complaining about it. I've been harping on it. Are the little corny details, man, and and, and this shit. And and this is has been no exception. This pay per view, okay? I don't understand why there is an Uber <laughs> coming in mid match, but that is it is. I mean, because it it's it's it's, uh, it's it's in your house. It's like it was like a a, a thing of the times kind of thing. It was it, that's all. You know, it was a goofy moment. I mean. And those type of matches, you kind of expect those type of little moments. Those are open. If you think back to when John Cena and Eddie Guerrero had their match, like there was a few goofy moments. You know, yeah. They were beating the hell out of each yeah. other. You always have those type of moments when you when you have those type of matches. So it made sense that an Uber would pull up and then be involved in this match and then pull right. You know, and that kind of actually made sense. I, I liked it that. But you, but overall, man, I actually what I what I liked about this match overall, it was a good match. Um, of course, we had uh, what you call it, Cole. He ended up winning, but 
just the way it was structured, man, the way they put it together. Like I said, it was a lot of thought in the production of it. I'm going to go to you, Too Cold, man. What did you think of the match? Oh, no, you know what? Sorry, Too Cold, I'm going to come to you. Uh, flawless, I'm going to come to you. What did you think of this match between the two? And did you think the right uh, man won? So, I thought the production was good. It felt like a cinematic movie. Um, I found it funny when uh, Dream was trying to look for Cole. Then he opens the door and then he gets hosed with the um, the fire extinguisher. I mean, <laughs> a lot of tough spots for those two. Especially Cole's uh, uh, elbow that was bleeding. Uh, I mean... Uh-huh. <sighs> I want to say this. The match didn't live up to the hype for me because I think they should have had a regular match. I understand the cinematic thing and everything, the production and what they were trying to accomplish with these two feuding. But I think a regular wrestling match would have been better because it could have showcased them better. But, I mean, it was what it was. Cole winning when he um, did the... Uh, oh, my God, I forget what's that move called. I'm not going to call it the Canadian Destroyer because they call it Pan- Panama, Pan- oh, yeah, Panama, Panama Sunrise. When he hit that on Dream on the chairs, and then when he actually pinned him, I was like, oh, shit, I thought Dream was going to kick out. Um, I would have liked yeah. it. I thought Dream, when Dream caught Cole, when Cole went for the first time, the Panama Sunrise, Sunrise and Dream hit him with the uh, Dream Valley driver, I thought Dream was going to put yeah. him on the chairs, go to the top rope, and then hit the elbow drop and pin him. I thought that was going to be it. But with Cole winning, um, I should have picked Cole because, like I said the other day, there was rumors that Dream is going up to the main roster. I mean, now Dream can't challenge for the NXT world title now. So, I mean, <sighs> but I went, but I thought, you know, hey, I thought it was Dream's time. I thought Dream should have won. But Cole's been the longest reigning NXT champion. I mean, and his contract's expiring this summer, so we don't know what's going on with Cole, too. Even though he did say in an interview that he wants to be the NXT longest reigning champion and be there, you know, and continue to build him up. But, I, mean, I thought Dream should have won, but, you know, and I also thought it should have been a regular match, but I understand the circumstances they were working with. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I wanted Dream to win. You know, he's one of those guys that's been there for a long time. Um, he's definitely come up from the bottom. I mean, from the bottom and 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 has risen all the way to the top, man. And I I I don't want to see him go to the main roster without at least winning and having his name uh etched on that, you know, that list of uh all in the microphone. Oh my bad. Uh um, I, I, I just I, I wish he could have got his name on that NXT championship. Uh, maybe you know something will happen later down the line, like Balor, where he'll come back. You know, actually get it. But you know, um, I I didn't like you. Um, I did I didn't expect the finish to go that way. But yeah, I, maybe they should have just had a regular match. This should have been just inside the. They didn't have to have a. A, bar- a parking lot brawl match. It could have just been a regular match inside NXT. Uh, I think this was just doing a little too much, but I enjoyed it. But it was just it it it, it could have been a, it could have been a regular match. It it, it didn't have to be uh it didn't have to be this. Well, speaking of a regular match, man, let's talk about this next match. K Breezy, I see I made you a believer. We got Karrion Cross 
We got Blackheart, the Sicilian psychopath, Mr. Daddy's Home, Tommaso Champa. And let's just say, I don't think neither of us, matter of fact, none of us thought that this match was going to end the way it did, how it did, as fast as it did. Carrying across, submitting. Well, I'm not even going to say submitting. He actually passed out uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, too cold, man. What did you think of this match? What do you think of Carrying Cross? Where do we see Ciampa going from here? A lot of potential. A lot of, lot of potential there. Uh, once he kind of gets his bases down, you know, as far as his in-ring uh uh, uh, presence and, and, and how he, you know, he, you know, developed his character to flow well, you know, during the match, uh, dudes, dude can be a beast. I mean, man, you know, he was just tossing. I, I mean, tossing like those were some Brock Lesnar type tosses, you know, <laughs> to Ray Mysterio. He just tossing Champa all over the ring and he was hitting him hard with him, everything. And, and, you know, he's got a little, like I said, he's got a lot of potential, uh, a unique character, uh, his his girl is definitely unique. Their entrance, I, I kind of liked it. It was different. Uh, yeah, definitely intrigued on this guy. Want to see a lot more from him and see what else he can do. Oh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And his girl, by the way, is the lovely Scarlett Bordeaux. Uh, Go ahead, Scarlett Bordeaux. I didn't expect this match to end as quick as it did, especially a squash as it did. I thought it would have been a heavy hit competitive match with Cross getting the victory. But man, he, I mean, they're pushing Cross to the moon. And they made Champa look like an enhancement talent in this match. I don't know where Champa goes from here, but where Cross is going, I could see maybe him versus Keith Lee feuding for the NXT North American title. Or one match that I would love to see is Killian Cross versus Finn Balor. I think those two with the mind so, games and everything would be awesome for a storyline. So let me ask you this. So let me throw this out there. Okay, clearly Chapa ain't finna fight Cole Otasu because he just lost to Gargano. He just lost to Cross. So he's and he didn't, he kind of already had his you know NXT Championship opportunity. So between who who do you see possibly being that person uh, right now after tonight? that's going to end up fighting Cole and actually beating him for that NXT championship. Finn Balor. I understand. Oh. Oh. Mm. <sighs> See, now I thought you, I thought no, you was going to say was Keith going, Lee because you. I was you, going you know. with that, but like, it's. I know you said that the, yeah, on the yeah, other show yeah. and you gave a good yeah, reason why. But, I think that, you know, that would be good, but. Right. I don't know, man. Like, I would like to see. It's just too obvious. So I'd go with something different. I'd pick Balor. Franchise? He said Balor. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think, man. Because Keith Lee, I don't see him losing his title no time soon. So I'm going to cross him out. Uh, I would say the logical, the logical person to choose right now would be Balor. But. You know what? I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say this. If they keep pushing him the way he's he's getting pushed, if he keeps showing he can wrestle and he can improve, you know what? I'm going to say Cross. I'm shocked if they, like this coming Wednesday, Cross comes out and confronts Cole. Saying like Cole says, you know, I beat everybody. I'm the longest reigning 
either Cross or Balor's gonna come out. Or Keith or Keith. Lee. I can see I can see it. I, I I was gonna agree with you. I could see Cross doing that to either Lee or or Cole, but I, I was thinking more of mm-hmm. Lee. I uh, I'm thinking is it, it I'm I want to say Balor. I believe it may be Balor, but I, I have this feeling, regardless if he's the champion or not, it'll be Lee. Like I I I'm fifty fifty on both really. Uh, I, it it keeps kind of swerving back and forth. Because as soon as I think of one, then I think of something for the other one, then it goes back that way. So I'm 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 really flip floppity with it, but I I I got those two guys right now as being uh strong possibilities. I I, I want to see Lee do it only because Cole's already done it. I I so I mean not Cole, uh Balor's already done it. Uh and maybe that'd be great for Lee later on, but uh yeah, it, it, but it could be the two greatest NXT yeah. world champions fighting each other. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. I wouldn't mind seeing that because you know that's going to be a hell of a match. Cole, Cole versus Balor. Oh my god. Well, speaking of, oh my god, oh my god, what a way to end the night. Woo-hoo. We got three of the greatest women in the world today no, no. of professional wrestling. Let's start it. Hey man, shut your lips. All right, let's start it off. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna start it off. With future, future, safe future. At least, at least that they their careers Not are still in their prime. Them, they haven't. F- is the best. The two are the future. I we're, we're right, 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 right. No doubt. I agree with that. I agree with that. Oh. All right, well, let's do that. Let's do that. One is the best. Two is the future. But let's start. Let's start with the the beginning challenger of the match. We got the Joshi Judas, the genius of the sky, Eo Eo, Eo. <laughs> yes. Then we got the Mosh Pit Kid, the badass from Australia, Rhea Ripley. And then last but not least, we got the queen. We have the standard bearer of the women's division. We got Charlotte. Woo! Flair. Guys, I'm going to get right into it. This match was absolutely, I'm going to personally say, man, it was my favorite. That's just me. Take it or leave it. It was my favorite. And you know what these women showed out? Too cold. You said something very profound in our text message. You said, Io Shirai is crazy. That she is, man. She's showing why she's known as a genius of the sky. I loved it. Rhea Ripley had a good showing. Charlotte Flair looked good losing. Like, uh, guys, whoever wants to take I'll the floor first, man, by um, all means, go ahead. I was shocked that this match was put on last because I thought Cole and uh, Dream were going to be on last. But I'm glad they did put this match on last because it would have been tough to follow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, man. they showed <laughs> why, you know, Ripley and EO and Charlotte are probably three of the best in WWE right now. I mean... Ripley and EO are two of the best. Like, they're better than 90% of the women on the main roster. I could be lowballing that number right now. Um, EO, it, yeah. At least, yeah, it, yeah it's only yeah, about 10%. Yeah. Really I mean, good. EO is yeah, crazy. Yeah. EO will do anything to win, especially when we saw her do the moonsault off the uh, War Games cage. I mean, she's just nuts. She <laughs> doesn't care. Yeah. And she'll put her body on the line to get that victory to take that title. And man, you know, it felt like she was like, you know, like the odd person out in this match, but she, but she stood out the most, you know, like, like, like it felt like it was just about Ripley and like Charlotte, but EO stole that spotlight. 
and the and the way she won it, it didn't make any. It didn't make Charlotte look bad because she couldn't get out. She couldn't get. She couldn't release Ripley of the figure eight. You know when EO hit her with a splash. Right. Uh, but that was a nasty. That was a nasty yeah. bump. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah, too? man. Ooh, I, yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Lawless, but I, yeah. I wanted to make sure we said but, something uh, about that. What Ooh. happens to Charlotte now? Um, could she go back to the main roster? She could. Um, I, th- I, yeah. think, I think, I yeah. think it would be smart and have Ripley and uh, EO feud for the title or somebody new. Oh yeah. But I'm glad that EO finally got the title that she so covertly yeah. deserved, and it was a long time coming because she's been showing out. And doing big things in NXT. Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, as far as sh- what, what what happens with Charlotte, uh, for me it's simple. She goes to Raw and she faces Oscar, and because now Oscar still has that, she hasn't beaten Charlotte. Uh, she hasn't beaten Charlotte, and then Nia Jax interfered in her match and got her counted out. So that counted as another victory for Charlotte. So it only makes sense that Charlotte. You know, she steps away from NXT for a while. I, I well, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I think she should get a rematch with EO, and you know, and put EO over. But if if she doesn't do that, she goes back to Raw and faces Oscar. Now, moving on to the other two people, Ripley. You know, she she showed out, man. She I I'm definitely still a big fan of her. I do want to see her get the championship again, but unfortunately, she was in a match with someone I wanted to get the championship more. And EO, like you said, EO Shirai came out and she was just her wild, crazy self. And I I, I love that about these Japanese wrestlers, man. They, they These female wrestlers are the type of wrestlers I want to see because they're not just so girly, girly. They're, they're, they're girly, manly. They, they, they go out there and just do just about the same crazy stuff that men do. And it looks sometimes it look, and it looks way better. And, and I love that. And. I, I love to see, I just love to see that, man. And to see her, you know, come off the top of the roof, you know, just, you know, after she gets thrown through the, you know, the little fake somewhat glass uh, of the house and, you know, just out of nowhere, you just see her on top of the door roof and then she just jumps off and just lands on both of them. And it's like, this girl is just freaking crazy. But uh, it, it was that, like I said, that was a nasty bump that Ripley took when it was in the figure four. Uh, I, it almost looked like her neck was sideways when when EO had landed on her, but uh, I, I like the finish. Uh, like you said, flawless. The the way that they flowed the match, where she was the eye person out, but yet you know she kept fighting. I loved it. It was just a great match, and like you said, uh, glad it was the main event. It was the last show, uh, the last match of the show, um, and I'm glad to see that EO got the victory. Definitely well deserved. Guys, I don't think anybody's more happy than me right now because, you know, I love me some EO Shirai. Uh, but overall, man, like I said, it was a pretty good pay-per-view. To me, honestly, man, I appreciated the effort from the production standpoint. The the stage, man, you know, we we done brought the house back. So really quick, within your house, uh-huh. right, with them actually bringing the stage back now, I know this could be a one-time thing. But do we see this as a sign for WWE getting more creative with their monthly pay-per-views like in the past, outside of the big four? Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean because it, as long as it yeah. works, and this works, because you got to... Because it wasn't... You know, you got Todd uh, Pettengill. Uh, uh, Pettengill, who used to always, like... I remember him 
always doing the commentary and stuff like that and, and doing the promos. So, you know, to see him come back, that was kind of awesome. For them to still be doing their promos in a certain way that they were doing it and advertising it, like that was so old school and retro. And then also for the simple fact, and this is probably the best uh, non-wrestling thing of the night, but they brought back the wrestling bars. They brought back the red. They brought back the yeah, baby. I'm and I'm and I already told the wife I'm going to get a box of them. Man, I I, I I'm 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 happy. That I you know as a kid I always every time the ice cream truck came I always got store, those. So man. I, I'm, I'm I man I ain't look I ain't know that's the first time I knew it. ain't nobody said nothing to me so I'm excited. It just doesn't have but the chocolate in the back. It, this was that that's all right. I don't care. I want them another one anyway. Uh. But this was this was awesome, and, and then you know you got Triple H and Hunter and them uh, uh, in the back working on the computer. Oh, Shawn Michaels acting like he moved the mouse, right? And there's no mouse there, right? And, but they looked it old as hell, man. Like they just really did look old, and because they are, they, they are old. But you know, it was just little things that they did uh, for me. You know, being an older guy, you know, and, and you know, flawless can contest. You know, seeing those. Bro, he's not older. Ladies, let, let, let me tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, this guy just turned 24, man. Ah, man, man, he lied. Want to talk he about lied. Old, if you <laughs> was to see me right now, I would look 58. Now, look here. Uh, I, I got a, I got a, I got a, I only got hair on the side of my head, and, and I ain't, you know, it is what it is. But uh, <laughs> just to see those little nostalgia <laughs> things that, that that they did, man. That was kind of awesome. And the way they just incorporated some of the older stuff with the newer stuff. Like I said, when the Uber showed up, I I I'm thought, yeah, that that should have happened. Like <laughs> Uber should have showed up and just got it, you know, it just got itself in in the, to the match. So little things they did that made it awesome. You know, some good quality matches. I won't say it was the greatest takeover, but it definitely uh for the for the time, you know, and you also got to talk about that. The fact is what two hours and 20 minutes, you know, that's, you know, six matches, you know, this was, this was, this was a really put, well put together pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. Definitely better than, uh, money what was that bank. last month? Oh, yeah. money in the bank. Yeah, definitely way better. This was definitely way better than money in the bank. Well, and that's, and that's another thing too. I, I kind of want to touch on really quick is the, the length of the pay-per-view shows. Guys, I think WWE has finally come to grips and with the realization, like, hey, you don't need to do 14 matches in four or five hours. You could do a good six, seven matches, give them about 10 to 20 minutes apiece, and still make out on a good time, and, you know, you still have a quality show like this. I mean, every single match I felt like was important in some degree. I didn't feel like any match was just thrown on the card just to have it on the card. And when they had those shorter matches with a multitude of matches, you can honestly just tell that, all right, man, this is just a filler. But with this, every person on the show, whether they won, they lost, there was a story to be told or a story that ended. But either way, somebody still had a story leading in and going out of this. So I like it. Do you think, man, we should stick with the shorter shows? Moving forward, WrestleMania should that be a shorter show or should we keep that as? Man, I, didn't get I don't want the two, the two separate. separate well, that's a well. It, it's a um. There's a report that um, Vince likes the shorter shows, and let's be honest, part of that's because of, you know what's going on. Half your talents at home because they don't want to come out. So, you know, and some of them can't. So, it, it it's a little bit of both. You know, they 
they realize, you know, the longer shows aren't working, you know, so let's shorten it down to three hours. So for NXT, we got 220. I, I bet you for the next pay-per-view uh, backlash, which is next Sunday, uh, we'll, that'll be like three hours. Backlash will probably be like, at, at, at most, I'll say three hours and maybe 15 to 30 minutes. But other than that, it's going to be a yep. three-hour show. And that's fine. You know, and that's about it. And then that's fine. I, I'm good with that. You know, you don't really have to do four hour pay-per-views because uh, you don't you're not you're not putting out the talent where people want to see these folks and, and you're not giving them something worthwhile looking at. OK, OK, OK. Well, then, yeah, man, so I think we know. All right. Last thing. And then, you know, that'd be that guys. Do you think, and, I, and I'm pretty sure this is a very rhetorical question, but for the sake of conversation, I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think that we have seen as much effort put in the last few pay-per-views and shows in general, but especially the NXT and the pay-per-views in general? Do you think we would have seen this much effort had it not been for the emergence of one AEW? Yes, of course. Of course. It, 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 we all knew that. Look, everyone else knew that Vince is the only one that wants to pretend not to know it. <laughs> that, that's all that is, and we knew that going in. So you know, AEW, NXT being on Wednesday nights on USA is a direct result of AEW. Period, and that alone speaks for itself. You can add anything else you want to, but come on, we we know why you did it. Well, speaking of, I so I, I don't know if this is breaking news or not. Actually, yes, it is. I ain't got my Scott Steiner music. Nah, you don't need it. You don't need it. You've been messing up with that. You don't need it. Hey, so I'm reading the report now. Apparently, WWE has taped Backlash pay-per-view today. I don't understand that. Because ain't next Sunday. What? And also, next Sunday. Uh, Brie posted a picture so on her Twitter of the Intercontinental title with the yes side plates and then quickly took it down. Of course she did. All right. Well. Yeah, because that doesn't. So, 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 no. So no, do you guys no, like to no, take man, shows live, better live. than the live shows? No, because then it gets out what happened and then the results and then people didn't read it like flawless. And then you're not even interested in watching it. So, you know, uh, but then, you know what? I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to say that was a work. I'm going to say that was one of those things that they do just to draw people's attention away from who may possibly win the match. I mean, I, 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 that's what I'm a, I'm a think partly on that. Okay. You okay. know, it's instead of like, just, just to, just to get people like, Oh, oh, I mean, she took a picture with the, with the belt and with the sign up said yes. Cause but no, here's the thing. That wife. match oh, was taped uh, a week ago. It was taped yeah. a week ago. Right. But, if uh, are the results no, out for it? Do you think they're going to retake that match? Because no. people said it was a very good match. But no, but I'm saying, but and, and that's what I'm, but that, but that's what I'm saying because they taped it because we know it's been taped, but the results aren't out. So with the results not being out, that's a little bit of a a little teaser, just something just to just to fuck with people, just to get them thinking, oh, Daniel Bryan's going to win, and then you know all of a sudden when they watch it, all well, of a sudden Brie AJ Bella Styles, did that. Brie you know, Bella maybe did that. you know, WWE didn't do it, so. That's what I'm saying, Brie brother. I'm right because that's Daniel's wife. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe you know they 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 had her no, do it no. just to you know 
to make it look that way, you know, to make it look like she was, you know, celebrating, taking a picture, you know, you know, doing something innocently. Oops, my bad. And then deleted it off. And then it's going to get people going revved up. Oh, Daniel Bryan's going to win. And then we watch it and see that AJ Styles win. Then that'll, that'll fuck with people, you know, just to kind of throw people off. You Daniel know, that's, Bryan's that's your what I said. champion. I, I, I think it's AJ Styles. I, I think Styles is going to get it. But that's another conversation for a different day. We can do that for uh, next week. All right, guys. Well, man, before we get off this thing and wrap it up, any parting words, thoughts, suggestions? Yes, or uh, the inner or circle so the point, the elite so the... was the best match since this pandemic. <laughs> Just had to throw in the AEW. Huh? Look, Who's I gave Jericho wrong? props, all right? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give I'll give this triple threat match I'll give this triple threat match on on a nice little run for his money nice little run not not maybe beat but nice little run but um the points for the night you know we see where uh, everybody landed off, off. so three and oh, now I'm three and three no you started off two and one Whatever. get it right um yeah I started off zero oh and two because when uh we got to Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano. And Keith Lee won, and you lost because you picked Johnny. That's when it's you know that's when the tide kind of turned for everybody. But uh, flawless man, you ended up with three, so you got uh your total came up from eleven to fourteen. I had ten. I got three right, but I because I picked EO as my main pick, I got two points, and now that gave me four, so I got fourteen. And somehow, some damn way, this fool then got uh, – he had 11. He got four, so he got 15. So, <laughs> yeah, so the franchise is up one. We're tied for 14. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No child left behind. I'm still in Thank second place, much. and K-Breezy's in <laughs> third. We're good. <laughs> no, no, we tied hey, no, second. No, I ain't playing second. that one. <laughs> no, no, you know what's no, 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 you know what? Since you had the lesser, I had more wins than you. You in third place. I'm in second place. You know, Man, I have four I'm tonight. You only had three, so I'm in second place. Governors, okay, and we're gonna discuss this. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I came out with four victories. I had more than you tonight. So yeah, there we go. Oh man, y'all are fool. All right, well, hey, look, man, you know, I think it's official. If anything, we learned from this in your house pay-per-view. It wasn't about the performers. It was about the fact that I was right, y'all was wrong. I'm in first place. Yes. Whatever. (laughs) That's all right. It's only for a week. It's only for a week because we got a pay-per-view next week. Hey, 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 Flawless, you want to know how you end up in first place? By watching the fucking TV. You know, (laughs) I don't have to watch the TV shows, and I'm still, like, one point behind you. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know what one point behind me? You know what second place is? The first to lose. <laughs> Hell no. That's all right, man. When we coming back? Wednesday, Thursday night? When we or when we wanna uh when we doing this? You know what? Let's say what we got backlash on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you know we, we mm. we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. How about the second? Huh? Yeah, don't forget what's back guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Next Friday. Nobody watches that. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? 
But, all right, man. Well, look, man. Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. It's yours truly. It's the 26-year-old piece of gold. I'm surprised you don't never hear that. <laughs> I, I hear him. I hear him. I hear him. I was like, he just be going. I'm like, damn, he gonna go the whole way. <laughs> he gonna let him go. He gonna let him ride the whole way there. All right, all right, okay. I'm gonna let this roll. See how far he go. Oh shit. Uh, uh, all right, man. As I was saying, it's a 26 year old piece of gold. It's a 45 year old cultural appropriator. <laughs> Oh man, hell of a start, hell of a finish. Damn, you didn't even say nothing. <laughs> right. Man, I ain't 45. I'm talking, about, I'm, I'm talking about you, Wonder Bread. Your Civilex smelling Look here, motherfuckers. In the Sam show. Sam Jackson style. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the motherfucking. Uh, <laughs> it's the motherfucking franchise. It's the motherfucking flawless. It's the motherfucking two code. We'll see you motherfuckers later. Peace.